The Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pinion. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pinion. I'm bringing you today's word for August 31st, 2018. It's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong, heading into the weekend strong. Let's get into the word this morning. So we, we're learning, a, we're in the middle of a brand new series called Standing on a Word from God. When God gives you a word, you got to stand on that word until it comes to pass. You're going to have to keep believing, keep declaring, keep your hopes up that the, what God said shall come to pass is only a matter of time. So we've been studying the life of Abraham. I want to go back to that again this morning. This is Standing on the Word from God, part five. The title is Your Will, Your Bill. If it's your will, you're making the decision, then when the bill comes due, you're going to have to pay the bill. I'll deal with that today. So we saw already in this series that God promised Abraham and Sarah to make of them a great nation, right? That God would make their name great, uh, and bless all the families of the earth through them. Uh, later, he made it very clear, if you read Genesis 15, uh, that, hey, listen, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. You're going to have a son. The son is actually going to have more uh, sons, and those sons will become tribes, and even explain the whole thing about how they would land in Egypt and be under bondage for 400 years. Explain all of this stuff to Abraham. So initially, God gave Abraham no details. He said, you got to go. Leave the known for the unknown. I'm not going to tell you where you're going. You're just going to have to launch out by faith. And then later he gave him some specific details. And then even after all of that in Genesis chapter 16, uh, when it had been 10 years and they didn't have the baby yet, Sarah was like, look, God hasn't given me a child yet. It's been 10 years. We've been trying for a long time. By now she's 75 years old. She's like, forget it. Why don't you just sleep with my servant Hagar? When she has a baby, I'll just kind of take the baby as my own. Right. So she came up with a plan B and then you have to deal with the repercussions of those decisions. I want to key in on uh, uh, the dysfunction that this caused in the home. But really, I want to look at Genesis 16 and verse six. So after all of this mess was going on in the house, because as soon as, you know, um, Hagar got pregnant, uh, she started like treating Sarah a different way, looking down on her, being condescending towards her. I'm having a baby. You can have no baby, that kind of thing. And so. Uh, Sarah got really upset with the whole situation and then she came and complained to her husband. Her husband said this in verse 6. Genesis 16 and 6 is from the Message Bible. Um, Abraham said, listen, don't come to me with that mess. She was like, what you want me to do with her? He was like, you decide. Your maid is your business. So then Sarah, the Bible says, was abusive to Hagar to the point to where Hagar ran away. It's like, I'm not dealing with this mess. And you see what type of, this is like a reality TV show (laughs) and this is This is the father of faith, right? I mean, these are the people that we look to as an example. The good news is God is so good to us. When God tells this story in the New Testament, he kind of conveniently leaves out all the bad stuff and just talks good about Abraham. But it was bad enough that Sarah came up with this crazy plan. But then, uh, you know, of course, you would think, oh, so what would happen? Would they live happily ever after? No, of course not. Would would, would everything work out for them? You know, that's not going to happen. Would would you think Hagar was just going to have this baby? quietly and peacefully and then say oh man look at this beautiful baby here sarah you could just raise the baby um i was just kind of like you know having the baby for you no she was like no she was you know it caused a big rift between sarah and hagar and actually we're dealing with the we're dealing with that rift today like thousands of years later this is the rift between the jews and the muslims it started with two women in a tent and it's not gonna end until jesus comes back but anyway let me just stay in the text what does this mean to you today? Look, it's a Friday morning. You're getting ready 
to close out the week. This is Labor Day weekend, right? You're excited about whatever you're going to do this weekend. What are you going to do this morning? What kind of word does God want to give you? Well, the word is real simple. I have two things to share with you in this morning. Here's the word. If it's your will, it's your bill. If it's God's will, it's, it's God's bill. If it's your will, it's your bill. This is very important. So now open up your heart to what God is about to say. You ready? Two things. Here we go. Whoever is calling the shots, number one, whoever is calling the shots has to pay the bill, right? So if I tell my children, my older children, right now the younger children never pay for anything, but the older ones, if I say, hey, let's go to a restaurant, then I'm calling the shots, right? So, so when the bill comes, and first of all, they're going to order whatever they want, and you know, they won't look at prices because I'm paying. And then when the bill comes, I have to deal with the bill because it was my decision. If it's my will, it's my bill, right? If it's their will, it's their bill. And that's how, how it happens. So whoever's calling the shots has to pay the bill. Whoever calls you has to keep you. So if it's God's will, then it's also God's bill. If he calls you, he has to keep you. If he's calling you to do something, he will call you to do stuff that, and tell you to fund something you don't have the money for, then he has to give you the money. He'll call you to, to go to a place where you can't get into, then he's going to have to open the door, right? If it's God's will, then it's God's bill. This means that whenever God tells you to do something and you do it out of obedience, then He's going to have to deal with the consequences of the decision, not you, right? So because the decision is his, not yours. I'm like, I tell God this all the time. Hey, I was minding my own business when you told me to do this. And if I'm doing what you told me to do, then you got to deal with it. And this gives you a certain level of peace because at that point, you know that your life is not your own right? I have been bought with a price. That price was the blood of Jesus. So my life is not my own. I'm not the captain of my own ship. I'm not making my own decisions. I'm not charting my own course. I'm not doing none of that. I'm only seeking to do whatever the father tells me to do. I'm only seeking to go wherever the father leads me to go. So I can rest in the fact that if I'm doing it and it's God's will, then it's also God's bill. I'm not going to have to deal with it. When it comes time to pay, God has to pay because I'm doing what he told me to do. See, wherever God leads, he feeds. Wherever God guides he provides if it's god's will it's his bill his vision whatever he tells you to do comes with his provision so his provision is tied to his vision he already stored up everything you will ever need from the foundations of the world it frustration sets in when you're making a demand on god for something that's not yours frustration sets in when you're outside of god's will and then you're believing god by faith to give you something that you need for that and god is like no i didn't store up anything for that because you were never supposed to be doing that and since it's your will, then it's your bill. You deal with it, not me. I never told you to go down that road. I never told you to make that decision. I never told you to buy that car. I never told you to buy that house. I never told you to start that business. I, I told you to do this one. And since if you would have done this one, everything you need is already stored up for you. But since you're out there, at some point, you need to change your mind about that and repent and go down another road. <laughs> if it's your will, it's your bill. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. Number two, when you, and I only have two points today. When you choose self over God, and this, listen, I've done it, you've done it, we've all done it. But when you choose self over God, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of those decisions. And you're going to have to deal with it because you're the one that made the decision, not God. If God tells you something, then God is obligated to bless it. If God tells you to do something and you do what he told you to do, God is obligated to bless it because he's the one that came up with it. The problem comes when we ask God to bless something that he had nothing to do with. If something is clearly your will, then it's also going to be your bill. The results, good or bad, are going to be on you, not God, because God had nothing to do with it. See, as soon as Hagar found out that she was pregnant, she started looking down on Sarah. She started being condescending towards Sarah. 
um, she started flaunting the fact that she was pregnant and Sarah was not. And so Sarah went to her husband and said this. This is like a soap opera. Read the Bible. The Bible's good. There's some good stuff in the Bible. This is better than reality TV. So then Sarah went to her husband and said this. It's all your fault. It's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. I put my maid in bed with you. And the minute she figures that she's pregnant, she starts treating me like I'm nothing. May God decide which one of us is right. Are you crazy? Now she wants to bring God into it. God wasn't, God wasn't in it before. God had nothing to do with the decision, Sarah. So now you want to bring God into it. How convenient it is that, that people want to bring God into a situation when it starts going bad. But God was not part of the situation when they were making the decision to go down that road in the first place. So Abraham is like, he's no better. He's like, forget it. That's your maid. You decide what to do with her. Don't even ask me. Don't even bring that mess to me. Like he had nothing to do with it. He had everything to do with it. He had to agree. He had to sleep with the servant. He was the one. He was part of it. He acts like he's not even part of it. But this is what happened. Sarah blamed Abraham. Abraham blamed Sarah. And, and it, there was, it was so much dysfunction that the woman, Hagar, she just wound up running away. Now, we, we'll deal with what happened later. But all of this mess happened. You know why? Because they were outside of the will of God. Because they were making the decisions, not God. Because they were doing their own thing, and it wasn't God doing it. Listen, if God tells you to do something, he, has, he already stored up everything you're going to need. It may be hard. I got it. But that's okay because God is with you. But if you do it, then it's on you. You're going to reap what you sow. If you allow God to lead God and direct you, I'm telling you, it's not always going to be easy. Because the life of faith is not easy. God never promised you a perpetual picnic. No, it's not always going to be easy, but at least you're going to know that God is with you, that God is in the decision, that you're doing what he told you to do. And you're going to have the reassurance to know that when challenges come, because challenges will come, when problems come, because problems will come, that God is on you and in you and with you and for you, and that he has graced you to overcome every challenge because you're being led of him. But when you refuse to seek godly counsel, when you refuse to open up your heart to what God is saying, when you did not go to him, when you did not listen to the Holy Spirit, when you did not take the counsel of the word of God, when you did not go to your pastors, when you're not seeking spiritual counsel, spiritual advice, when you're not seeking God at all and you're making your own decisions, then you're going to have to deal with it. When the challenges come and the problems come and the obstacles come, then now you want to cry out to God, but God wasn't part of it in the first place. And now you're in a bad situation because you're, you're reaping what you have sown. And so you sowed bad seed, but you don't want a bad harvest. And you're asking God to cancel out a bad harvest when you were the one that sowed the bad seed. So now what you got to do is repent. You, what you got to do, let me just do this in closing, right? Because uh, I, I want to wrap this up. Look at me for a minute. Maybe while I've been talking, you're saying, man, that's me, Rick. I've been there. Matter of fact, forget I've been there. I'm there right now, <laughs> right? So I'm dealing with something right now because of the decisions that I made. You are today where you are today because of the decisions that you made yesterday and you will be where you will be tomorrow because of the decisions that you make today. So you're like, Rick, I've made bad decisions. I'm dealing with it right now. What do I do? Here's what you do. You repent. You ask God to forgive you. You embrace uh, his forgiveness. You forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up for the bad decisions that you made and you go down another road. You repent. You turn from your ways. You start being led of God. You make a decision that from, from right now, from this moment, you are going to be led of God. You're only going to do what he tells you to do. You're going to go down God's road because once it's God's will, then it's also God's bill. It's a whole nother way to live. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season 
of expectation for me. My expectation is tied to your word and to every promise that you've spoken over me. My life is not my own. I am not the captain of my own ship. I am not charting my own course. You are my Lord. You are on the throne in my life. I'm on the cross. I'm dying daily. I only do what you lead me to do. I only say what you lead me to say. My desire is to perform your will. Therefore, when it comes time to pay for the decisions, it's your bill. I am not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. This is a good one. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Before you leave the screen, I want you to share this with somebody because you know that somebody you know needs to watch this and apply it and repent and just seek to submit to God and stop just living life on their own and having to deal with everything with their own power, their own ability, their own strength, doing everything by the sweat of your brow. That's not how Jesus didn't die so you could live that way. Jesus died so that you could be submitted to him. And yeah, challenges will come, but it's a lot easier to do it with God than without him. So you head into this day, you head into this weekend and make a decision right now that you are going to be led of God in all things. Because when it's God's will, it's also God's bill. God bless you.